this week on the Off the Crossbar podcast. We continue our 20 in 20 with the 20th overall pick in the past entry draft. He started his lacrosse career in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He progressed to St. Catharines, Ontario, and now a member of the Philadelphia Wings. He's Alex Pace, and he's next on OTCB. lacrosse fans welcome back to another edition of the off the crossbar podcast here on soundcloud nll radio spotify the lacrosse flash and any mobile device you feel necessary to take my voice with you my name is teddy jenner you can find me on twitter at off the crossbar or email me teddy.jenner at gmail.com what a week three now of isolation and lockdown and staying at home and keeping six feet. Hope you're all safe and healthy. I find it weird when I go out for walks with Bear these days is how much people avoid walking near other people. I get it. We need to keep our distance. But I truly don't think you need to completely walk down the middle of the road to avoid walking beside me on the sidewalk. I'll move over a couple steps. You move over a couple steps. It's all good. But let's be safe. People no need to walk down the road just to avoid passing somebody. My suggestion, for what it's worth, just hold your breath. Probably doesn't work, but... Probably safer than walking down the middle of the street just to avoid walking by somebody. And the other thing is, how come we're not saying hi to people anymore? Is it because we're afraid to open our mouths and let the germs in? During these times of isolation and lockdown, I think we can kind of go out of our way, try to find a little nicety in ourselves. Create that human bond of, saying hello to people. It's not easy for anybody. These are strange, tough, unexpected times. But we don't have to be so self-isolated that we can't say hello to people. A simple hello can bring a smile to a face, and in these times, smiles are everything. When Alex Pace was drafted 20th overall by the Philadelphia Wings, he was smiling ear to ear. And there were a lot of people back on the East Coast in Halifax that were smiling ear to ear. Because he finally had gotten the chance to play in a city that he always wanted to play in, an organization he always wanted to play for, in a league he always dreamt of playing in. And he gives a lot of credit to Chet Konezny, And the Lax Life boys for really inspiring him to go further in his lacrosse career. We talk about that and many other things in this edition of 20 in 20. Life in Halifax, life in St. Catharines where he's going to Brock to become a doctor. And who on the wings could eat the most wings? 
It's the next edition of the OTCB 20 in 20 with Alex Pace of the Philadelphia Wings. With the 20th overall selection in the 2019 entry draft, the Philadelphia Wings have selected Alex Pace from St. Catharines. Tried to make something out of nothing, instead turns it over. Shot, and there's a score. Alex Pace steps into a laser beam. The rookie with his first. Here with Alex Pace of the Philadelphia Wings. Pacer, how are you, brother? Good, man. Thanks for having me on, Teddy. No problem. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, we'll get into the 20 questions in a minute, but, uh, you know, obviously with the lockdown going on, how are you and your family doing? You guys staying safe out there on the East Coast? Yeah, you know, uh, gave me an opportunity to get home to Halifax and uh, be around my family, and my mom's quite the cook, so I've been enjoying the, the home-cooked meals, so not all bad out here well uh let's hop right into the 20 questions in 20 minutes then we'll start right so what's your mom what's the favorite meal your mom cooks Ooh, that's tough she's uh she's quite the cook so there's more than a couple but uh i'd have to go with the classic turkey dinner you know oh. christmas thanksgiving all the fixings there's uh nothing better than that what's your favorite side dish that she puts out stuffing yams peas what is it uh, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of the squash. She does a nice squash with, uh, cinnamon and stuff. It's, it's pretty crazy. Has she passed <laughs> on any of those cooking genes to you? Uh, I mean, I, I get by, uh, I'm a big chicken and rice and uh, <laughs> the essentials, but, yeah. um, I get by. <laughs> uh, first question or the next question out of the gate, uh, Paul Day kind of wanted me to focus in on this one. Uh, have you found a squat rack? Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't, which is disappointing because uh, I miss it. But uh, I'm trying my best. You know, uh, you can go outside and go for runs and do uh, workouts at home. I know everyone's going through it, so it is what it is. But I haven't been able to track down a squat rack. So <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put a, a a search party out there for you. Maybe we can yeah. chat up Chet Kinesny and find one for you out there in Halifax. Um, yeah. Grow, growing up in Halifax, what was it like um, as a regular day kid growing up in Halifax? Growing up in Halifax, you know, as a kid, I was always playing sports. I played hockey through the winter and uh, lacrosse through the summer, so I kept pretty busy. I was always on the go, and and uh, it was pretty pretty easy growing up in Halifax. Uh, everyone says that the East Coasters are very friendly, much like us West Coast guys uh, what's what's the vibe like out in halifax when you're walking around the street are people fairly generous and friendly out there yeah it's actually funny the other day um i was at uh the field at dalhousie university and um i think every single person on the field threw our one of our balls back to us when we were shooting so i just kind of found that funny you know i'm, I'm not sure you'd see that everywhere um yeah but yes yeah, for sure you know you're walking around the neighborhood you, you say hi to the people you walk by. That's just how we were raised, and it's nice. You know, I definitely do notice a difference coming home. Um, it's it's good, though, for sure. Who uh, who were you out playing uh, catch with? A uh, buddy of mine, Connor Quano, uh, goes to Brock University with me. We were just keeping the sticks in our hands. 
What's uh, what's Brock like these days? Obviously, uh, you're not there right now, but how was uh, the program looking in, in uh, your final year? Yeah, uh, we had a pretty good squad there this year. We um, we lost in the semifinals. We had, I think, six or seven guys away at NLL camp the same weekend. Right. So I was fortunate enough with uh, the organization in Philly. They let me play, which was uh, pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was tough to not have our full squad there and not get the result we wanted. But, you know, Brock's got a great program. We were competitive and pushing for a national championship every year I was there. So it's a good group of guys. What what makes that Brock program so special? Because Kurt Wagner can't stop talking about it. I think a big part is just the tradition over the years. It's been a historically successful program, and I think that draws in a lot of guys. You know, the the Canadian Field Lacrosse League is doesn't have the depth that you would see in uh, the NCAA, but the top mm-hmm. few teams are really are really uh, strong, and so it draws in those those talented guys. And then obviously Brock being in St. Catharines, it's a hotbed, so we get a lot of good local talent there as well. What's the best Brock bar? Best Brock bar? Uh, I'd have to say it's L three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we get in there. Uh, they let us cut the line there, the crowd side. So there's pretty beauty about that. So shout out to L3. <laughs> uh, when you were growing up in Halifax, how did you get your start in lacrosse? Because it probably wasn't very popular out there, was it? Yeah, it wasn't super popular. Um, one of my good buddies growing up, his dad was big into the game, and he sort of got us into it. And it was all like my, my hockey buddies. We were all sort of at that age where our parents were looking for something for us to do in the summertime. And lacrosse is just the perfect transition from hockey. So that's how I got started. And then just fell in love with it right from the beginning. Did you know of Chet Kinesny growing up playing lacrosse or once he kind of started making his name in the NLL, did you start hearing his name being a Nova Scotia guy or a Halifax guy? Yeah. Um, I Chet, did a few camps when I was younger, probably like Bantam age. And then he was actually the lacrosse Nova Scotia technical director when I was in midget yeah. and he was running a high perform high performance program, which I was a part of. And, uh, yeah, Chet was awesome. He, he brought so much to Nova Scotia, so much knowledge to the coaches and, and great advice. You know, he was the guy that really pushed me to try and play junior A in Ontario. And, and, uh, I'm pretty thankful for Chet. Sure. With the success of the Thunderbirds in Halifax right now, are you surprised that it's taken off so quickly there? Um, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. I'm I'm pretty happy with how things have went for them because, you know, I know I knew Halifax would fall in love with lacrosse once they got to see it at the the pro level. It was just whether or not people were going to buy into it right away. And you know, the Thunderbirds were having a pretty good season, so that definitely helped. But yeah, no, I'm 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 happy to see the people in Halifax. You know, even the other day when we were shooting at the field, there was people coming by and they were watching us. And then we went up and talked to them, and they said, "Yeah, you know, we've seen the Thunderbirds, and to see you guys throw the ball around, it's just really cool." The kids, the kids said they got lacrosse sticks for Christmas, so it's great for growing the game, you know, and that's what you want. How excited were you for that April 18th game when you would have had a chance to play pro lacrosse in your hometown? Yeah, you know, I was I was really looking forward to that one all year, and it hurts that uh, that it didn't get to happen, but I know it will in the future. And um, yeah, it would have been cool to sort of see it come full circle. It would have been my last regular season game 
of my first NLL season to finish in my hometown and their inaugural season was, was going to be pretty, pretty special, but it is what it is. Um, when the commissioner called your name at 20th overall, how excited were you? I was, I was fired up, man. Yeah. Especially to be drafted to Philly, you know, uh, Rubes, you know, Rubes, uh, he's my coach in, in St. Catharines and, you know, to be able to just move on to the pro level with him and, and just the staff they have in, uh, Philly is top notch. Paul Day's awesome coach, and just being around those guys has been uh, been quite a pleasure. So, yeah, twentieth overall was cool, but I was pretty happy with the destination as well. Yeah, Paulie was my first coach in the National Cross League when I was in Rochester. He is a fantastic coach, but even even just a a better guy away from the rink and just being able to talk to him and tell stories with. Yeah, for sure. I get to I get to travel with Paulie. Uh, we both fly out of Buffalo, so it's been pretty cool to be around him and just uh, see the, the lacrosse knowledge that he has. You mentioned Ian Rubel and your connection with him through St. Catharines, and then you, you said that Chet was one of the big reasons that you went to Ontario for a junior. Why did you uh, choose St. Catharines as the destination to wear the double blue? Yeah, so uh, I, I had the opportunity to try out for a Canadian U-17 box lacrosse team. Uh, right when I was, I, I played one year of junior in Halifax, and then I uh, tried out in the summer for that team. And I, I was fortunate enough to make that team. And one of the coaches was Sean Allen, and Sean mm-hmm. Allen was the head coach and GM of uh, the athletics at the time. And he just asked me to come try out for the team, and that was the summer before I was going to university. So I was like, well, I want to play at a good team in, in the Canadian field league. So Brock's right there. And then I was, I was able to make that junior A team in my second year junior. So it just kind of worked out perfectly. So St. Catharines became my home for the next four years. And, uh, I was pretty lucky there with the coaches I had, you know, Sean Allen at the beginning. And then, uh, Steve Toll took over, uh, Rubes was our D coach, Kenny Millen, Brad Favero, Robbie Taylor. Those guys were, were pretty awesome. And they, brought me in right away it made me feel like family so I was pretty lucky and you got to make some pretty good friends within that group uh, especially guys like Mac Mitchell and Latrell Harris how important were those guys to kind of help you acclimate yourself to to the double blue and St. Catherine's life and junior life yeah once again I think those guys really just welcomed me in and you know they took me in as as one of their own as like I played for St. Catherine's my whole life and I think they saw the passion that I had for the team and and we all wanted the same thing. So, yeah, guys like Luttrell and uh, my early years, Holden Garland, uh, he was the captain. Um, and then, obviously, Jeff Wittig, Jake McNabb, all the guys I played with over the last four years have really become brothers to me and lifelong friends. So uh, I always consider St. Catharines a home, for sure. How cool is it to see and, and watch your teammates get drafted and, and have success in the NRL as well? Oh, it's, it's amazing, man. Just, you know, that's what we were always working for. You know, when we were with the double blue, we, we wanted to win, but we all knew that there was another level for us as well. And that motivated us, you know, Chase McNabb was my roommate this year and he, he would fill it with us in uh, the summertime when he came to play for the A's. And, you know, we, we really put in a lot of time and effort together and uh, just to see those guys move on, you know, Nick Demute, our goalie to see him playing. It's, it's pretty crazy to see how many guys, Tom Whitty, another guy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty special for sure. 
it's a great great organization and there's going to be more guys in the NL very soon obviously everything that's going on in the world right now it's a very crazy time so we're, we're stuck indoors we're having to find things to fill our time how many netflix shows have you gone through so far uh well i did watch that tiger king one yeah. the other day oh wow because that? every it was pretty it was pretty nuts but uh i've honestly been been uh, on the call of duty pretty hard yeah i'm not i'm not usually uh, a big video game guy but this is sort of the perfect time and call of duty bring me back to my uh my middle school days so uh, i'm having some fun there but you know i'm still finishing up school so i do have some projects left so that's been honestly kind of nice to keep me busy through the day uh just working on that keep the brain keep the brain uh functioning a bit and then yeah just hanging out trying to keep the stick in the hands as much as i can but i, I i've stumbled upon call of duty myself and it's very very addicting just to release some of that pent-up tension and aggression on on other people just unsuspecting the sniper rifle yeah yeah no it's, <laughs> uh, it's pretty fun uh, has your mom run out of food yet? And how many times has she sent you to the grocery store? Uh, no, she takes care of all that. And, uh, <laughs> she's, she's pretty good. So um, we haven't run out of food. The grocery stores are still uh, still stocked up here. I know that we went to Costco the other day and there was a big lineup because oh, we only allowed so many people in the store at once. But it's uh, not too bad on that front. If you had to, what movie could you watch over and over and over again? I'd say my all-time favorite movie is Forrest Gump. Nice. Great call. Yeah. Favorite scene? That one. Favorite team? No, scene. Favorite scene in the movie. Oh, I think what makes it so good is there's just so many quality scenes, but I like the part where he's running across (laughs) uh, and his beard keeps getting bigger and... Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Um, the viral question that took the NLO by storm this year is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I never really got that whole debate. I think uh, I don't think it's a sandwich, no. It's a perfect answer. It's not a sandwich. It's its own thing, no. right? Yeah, it's, it's a hot thing. dog. Yeah, it's a hot dog. Um, how many wings could you eat since you're a Philadelphia guy now? Wings, um, I don't know, probably probably a couple pounds. <laughs> That's a safe bet. That's a safe yeah, bet. Yeah, pounds. I think I could do at least two pounds, and then after that, it would be see how far we can push it. Would Would Blaze be eating the most? Do you think? Yeah, Blaze Blaze could probably trust them, but um, I'd say the guy who would eat the most would probably be uh, Kyle Matisse. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a big boy. That guy can fuel up. <laughs> uh, how, what's that group like? Because there are a lot of characters on that team. Yeah, there are a lot of characters, and uh, the group's awesome. Like, I really, I know it's kind of cliche, but right, right from the beginning, they brought me in, and uh, we have a great veteran presence with guys like Ian Lord, Kyle Matisse, Kevin Crowley, and then we also have a lot of younger guys that maybe feel right at home. So, no, that group's great. You know, we got characters like blaze and rambo and baptiste and those american guys who uh are pretty pretty uh funny guys to be around but at the same time they're uh they work as hard as anyone in the league so it's uh it's been an awesome group to be around 
you mentioned that Philadelphia was kind of a, a top of your list destination city to get drafted to. I remember, you know, early in the wing days, the, the crowds there were phenomenal. And then, you know, mid 2000s, 2010s, the team kind of struggled. So the, the fans dropped a bit and they moved, but now they've come back and, and Paul Day's got them winning games again. That crowd and those fans have taken to the wings like they've never left. How have you enjoyed that experience of being in the jungle? Yeah, it's uh, it's been surreal, honestly. Like yeah. everyone knows the the culture of Philadelphia sports, and uh, that was definitely something I was looking forward to getting drafted there. And and uh, yeah, the fans have been awesome. You know, they they're loud and they're 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 really proud of the team and. You know, they want us to succeed and they might not be happy when we lose, but neither are we. So that's sort of what we expect. But yeah, it's been awesome. Just being at the Wells Fargo is every time I walk in there, I'm kind of still wide eyed, you know, so it's, yeah. it's been pretty sweet. When this whole thing is finally over, what's the first thing you're going to go outside and do? First thing I'm going to do is probably get back to the gym and get in a squat racket. <laughs> <laughs> you really love your squats, eh? <laughs> yeah, they're the, uh, they're the best, you know? They're like your ta- they're like taxes. No one wants to do them, but they're the best for everyone. January 18th, you scored your first National Cross League goal. Do you remember it? Do you vividly remember it, or is it all kind of a blur? Yeah, actually, I just rewatched that game last night, so it was pretty cool to watch it again and just see my face after I scored and stuff. But uh, it was, it, yeah, it was awesome. You know, I'm, I'm the D guy that doesn't really go into the game thinking about scoring, and that's not like a priority for me. But uh, you know, it's always nice to get one, and I'm happy that I could get one before uh, this all happened. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty sweet. You still have the ball. Yeah, I got the ball. I brought it home to my parents here, so they're pretty happy about that. Sitting on the shelf. Alex, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, I know these are, are crazy tough times, but stay safe out of the family for me and, and uh, keep everybody Halifax going, and we'll hopefully see you again soon, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, will do. Thanks for having me on. That's Alex Pace of the Philadelphia Wings, Brock Badger, St. Catherine's Double Blue. Going to make a name for himself in the senior ranks shortly. If I can suggest somewhere, Alex, Victoria is a great place to play in the summertime if and whenever we get summer lacrosse back. But in his first year, he has really grown as a lacrosse player. Talking with Coach Paul Day and, and Ian Rubel of the Wings, they just marvel at his ability to pick up the fast pace NLL style. They felt that he was very underrated coming into the draft. Uh, They were quite surprised he was still there for them in the second round at number 20, and they are thoroughly happy to have him in their system. And I know there were a few teams that were poking around with some irons in the fire to try to grab Alex Pace around the deadline. But there was no way Paul Day and the Wings were giving up the talent that they have in the Halifax native. Real cool story. Just listen to him talk about growing up in Halifax and learning the game from a guy like Chet Konezny and what the lax life boys, him and Looney Sanderson did to really inspire him to pick up the game, be real serious about the game and get him to Ontario to take his game to the next level. For all you kids 
that are in smaller markets, whether it be on the East Coast or in the prairies or Quebec, find a way, if you can, to take your game to the next level. Whether it's playing Senior B in the Quebec Senior League or the Ontario Senior B Leagues or Junior B in Ontario or BC, Senior A in Ontario or BC, Junior A in Alberta, get a chance if you can and go take your game to the next level. As much as I love playing lacrosse on the island when I was a kid and junior, it would have been awesome to spend a summer out east just understanding what the game was like back there. I know a lot of people that have done it. I know a lot of guys that still do it, and it has only made them better lacrosse players for it. And Alex Pace is a shining example of that. From Halifax to St. Catharines to the Philadelphia Wings of the NL. A remarkable story, and I really wish he would have been able to play that game at home to end the year. It would have been a heck of a moment for him and his family. Thanks to Alex, as always, for giving us some time, and thanks to you, our loyal listener, for sticking by. Like I said, these aren't normal days. So if you're struggling, get out, get some fresh air, Download this, download any of the other podcasts that are out there. We're all just trying to find a way to break up the monotony of these tough times, give you something to enjoy and listen to, and take your mind off the fact that we don't really have sports right now. Much like Alex, I'm playing way too many video games. I still suck at first-person shooter games much more suited for games like FIFA or Rory McIlroy Golf. But those are the things that I fill my time with these days. So hopefully we can all get together very, very soon. If you want to get a hold of me, you can, teddy.jenner at gmail.com. Keep those bunker submissions going. Love to see how you're all keeping yourselves acclimated during these wild times. You can find me on Twitter at OffTheCross. Until we speak again, stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, and as always, be excellent to each other.